Hello, hello, and welcome back to Slow with the Wigglies. I am your host, Rachel Batson. Um, guys, I'm so sorry for how long it took for me to make this episode. Um, it's been almost a month, I think, and I know that there, it's not like I have, like, a ton of listeners or anything, but, you know, some of my friends listen and stuff, so... And and this was something I wanted to do for myself, and I kind of did the same thing with my last episode, which I did kind of mid-February. Um, <laughs> I waited like a month to make that one too, and it's something I want to do for myself. I really should be putting in the effort to do it, but you know, what happens happens. I'm here now, I'm making the episode now, um, I have no idea what I'm going to talk about, uh, but I, I guess I'll just update you guys. As you could probably tell from the last episode, um, things were kind of funky. I was, I was going through a a pretty rough time, and I gotta be honest with you, it was, it was not good. (laughs) But it was all kind of in my head a little bit. Like, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but... I'm not going through it now, so I can look back and I can see, you know, there were things I could have done, there were ways I could have handled things, and it's okay that I didn't, because I feel like, you know, I learned from it, and and now I'm doing really well, actually. It was this weird twist turn, and I I could owe it to a few things, um, I I could owe it to just my own personal development, uh, there also happened to be, you know, those of you who are spiritual and into um, astrology and zodiac signs, stuff like that, um, you might know that Mercury was in retrograde. And what that means is like the universe is going to be throwing all types of stuff at you, all these little curveballs, right? And it just so happened that the day that ended, the I mean, the day it ended was when everything started looking up for me again. Um, and on top of that, something I had been considering doing for a bit is, uh, microdosing, microdosing with, um, mushrooms. So that morning, that morning, I actually, I woke up and I remember (laughs) telling myself that, you know, I could be productive today, but I'm probably just going to smoke and not be productive. And then I thought about it and I was like, the fact that I just thought that to myself the fact that I just admitted that to myself means that I can see the problem and I'm just not doing anything about it so that day I I messaged a friend of mine who never really sells mushrooms but just so happened to be selling mushrooms at this time um and I was like you know what can I pick some up today and that's exactly what I did uh and so far it's been going really well so maybe I could credit to that maybe it's a placebo I don't know like things have just been better for me I've I've been doing better at like cooking and keeping up with cleaning and um doing better at my job doing better with school doing better with relationships and I've just been generally feeling a lot more at peace and just good with life like I, I really do feel like I'm you know going back to the whole name of this, I don't, I don't know if I ever really explained it in an episode, I probably did, but 
I'm going slow with the Wigglies, you know? And the funny thing is, is the way that that came up was actually, I I was tripping with my friend, and it was just this random phrase that came to my head, and I I just turned to her, and I was like, we're going slow with the Wigglies. And now when I think about it, it it works so perfectly with, with life, and, you know, just going through things, allowing things to happen, allowing whatever comes to come and go, and just dealing with it, experiencing it, being there, in the present moment, going slow with the Wigglies. I mean, that's what it's all about. And and I can use that to apply to really anything, you know? I, I'm just sitting here right now talking to my phone, and currently I'm going slow with the Wigglies. I, you know, literally as this is being recorded, I'm seeing the Wiggles happening because of, of my voice. It's showing how the volume is going, like, up and down as I talk. Um and I'm seeing the Wigglies, and I'm going with them, I'm chilling, I'm chilling in this room, and, and, you know, if, let's say I'm struggling, maybe I'm struggling with something, I'm doing homework, or I'm struggling with a breakup, or something bad is happening, that's my time to go slow with the Wigglies, you know, when you, when you think about something that wiggles, it is in constant motion, going up and down, side to side, wherever it may go, and I'm just, going with that whether it goes up 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 or down 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 I'm just going with it and I'm here and I'm allowing it all to be I'm allowing it all to happen and you know I'm not perfect I do I do have moments of of suffering uh, of pain of struggle of you know just being stuck inside my head I absolutely do like I was just explaining from you know like a, a month ago kind of that period of like I don't know, it seemed to be like January, February was was just kind of rough for me. Um, honestly, it was mostly February now that I think about it. I think January was pretty all right for me. But um, yeah, I did it. I'm good now, and I might have other bad periods, and it'll happen. I'm going to try my best to go with it. Um, so far i'm trying to think of like changes i can update you guys with i you know i'm still single (laughs) but i feel like my friendships have been growing stronger i've been better able to kind of i guess differentiate between the people i want in my life and the people i don't want in my life i feel like i've been picking up on people's energies a little bit better and i've always been kind of you know I, i guess you could say like an empath And I I don't want to say that as if it's, like, a big, special, magical ability that I was born with. I don't think it's anything like that, per se, but I've been going through things since since I was very, very young. Since, like, the ages of three to five years old. I have been going through trauma after trauma after trauma. And so when I'm around anybody with with any sorts of emotions, I, I feel like I just pick up on them pretty well but in general I feel like that's been heightened now that I've been you know trying to stay present and just be here and allow things to be it's like I I can be around someone where normally I might be oblivious to certain certain things they say certain facial uh, expressions certain just kind of vibes like I don't know how else to explain it I could even be sitting in a room with somebody and not talking to them at all not even looking at them and still just kind of pick up on the feeling there you know 
And and some of you listening might might think that's fooey, and that is perfectly okay if you think that's fooey. But I don't think it's fooey, and that's perfectly okay too. That's just something I've noticed lately that I've been really happy about. Um, I've been, you know, kind of sort of trying to make new friends, but I'm I'm seeing a lot of a lot of the friends that come up like it's honestly just making me realize like I already have great friendships and if other friends come up naturally that's awesome that's great but I don't need to seek them out because whenever I whenever I seek out friendships they they tend to end you know there tends to be some issue some some problem some conflict like some some guy I was trying to be friends with recently actually like I explained to him you know I work full-time I'm busy, uh, I have classes and stuff, and so sometimes I might not respond that often, and he, he kind of flipped on me, um, he was upset because I, I didn't respond for, like, a day, and I, I told him, you know, I was busy, I was distracted, and when I'm busy, yes, yes, there is time for me to respond, there are times in between shifts, in between projects, in between assignments, times where I'm on my phone, of course there are those times but during those times my my brain doesn't spark like like attention or alert unless i'm seeing something like very familiar to me so if one of my like close friends texts me or something i will see that and i'll i'll probably respond very quickly because you know they're one of my best friends and i'm like all right let's talk about whatever the whatever they want to talk about you know but with this with this new friend like when i was seeing like, I don't even think I really noticed the notifications popping up. I wasn't purposefully ignoring him. It's just, it just kind of happened that way. I just didn't really see it or pay attention to it until I got, like, a, a relatively free moment. And I messaged him back and said, you know, I'm sorry about this, but if my busyness is bothering you, maybe we should just stop talking. Because I know this technically is something I could work on, but it's not something I really feel that I need to work on or that I feel is a problem because I know what my priorities are. I know how I need to spend my time and how I feel good spending my time. And if I were just, you know, sacrificing those things so I could text back every single person right away, that would, that would be bad for me. Or I wouldn't enjoy that. It's not what I want, you know? Um, so so I told him that, right? I told him, you know, if my busyness is upsetting you, then we can just stop talking. And he just blew up. He was like, you aren't worth dealing with anyway. And saying stuff like, you're just ignorant. You're just a child. This, that, and the other. I was like, listen, man, I wasn't ignoring you. And, and, and he said, well, you're texting other people. And I'm like, first of all, how do you know I'm texting other people? Are you checking my location? Let me let me make this clear. I have never even met this person. Never. We were just talking online. That's all it was. And somehow he knows that I'm texting other people. But that's fine. He can, he can do him, you know. I have my snap location shared. So if he sees that like, you know, he can do whatever, right? Right. Okay. Moving forward. So, I'm explaining to him, 
It's not my responsibility to text you back. I'm not ignoring you. But I do not owe you a response. I don't. If I'm busy and I'm not intentionally like being rude or trying to hurt this person, I'm not doing anything. It might make him feel better if I responded right away. Sure. Absolutely, it would. But that is not my responsibility. Part of growing up is recognizing that people don't owe you anything. I, I try my hardest to be, you know, a kind and loving person in general. If you have a conversation with me, I'm never going to be rude to you. I'm never going to be mean or, or intentionally upset you. I'm not going to do that. Um, but because I got busy and didn't respond, he was upset. And so I'm explaining, like, it, sorry, I keep, like, losing my, <laughs> I go in these little thought thought trains, and then I have to, like, return back to the station, you know what I mean, and, like, finish it. Um, but, uh, so I'm explaining that to him. Like, I don't owe you anything. I don't. It would have been nice if I responded. You probably would have appreciated it. But your feelings are not my responsibility either. And like I said, let me make this clear, I never went out of my way to, like, hurt or upset this person. If someone is intentionally doing that, then I would understand being upset. Again, that upsetness is not the other person's responsibility. No matter what they're doing, unfortunately, a part of growing up is recognizing someone can come to me, call me an ugly, fat, stupid person. (laughs) And if I get upset about that, the only reason I would be upset about it is if if I believe them. Some bit of me believed them. Some bit of me was insecure about it. That's the only reason it would upset me. And if you don't believe that, well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. If someone came up to me and said, you are six foot seven, I would just be like, no, I'm not. I wouldn't be offended. I wouldn't take it as a compliment. I wouldn't take it as anything. I know that I'm not six seven. I know I'm a whole five foot three inches. That is exactly how tall I am. Uh, I don't know why you guys need to know that. But I'm explaining to this to this guy who is older than me. He's 25, okay? I'm 19. And I have to explain to him that that's not my responsibility. Okay? And then he's saying that it is. That it is rude when you don't do that. That it's my responsibility to do this, that, and the other. And he's calling me, like, ignorant and childish. And I'm like, you're really, you're, you're, I explained to you, I wasn't ignoring you. The only thing making you believe that I'm ignoring you is your own assumptions. He has no proof to back this up unless he has, I don't know, camera footage of me opening his messages and not responding but let me make this clear this is also on snapchat if i had opened one of his snaps and not responded he would have known it would have said opened but i hadn't even opened it you can ask any of my friends a lot of them i will take i will lose streaks unfortunately because you know out of sight out of mind if i put my phone down even if i see like the notification or something if i put my phone down i completely forget and then the next time i pick it back up there are new notifications new things to respond to new things to do right so i'm looking at that stuff because that that is insight and in my mind i forget i'm i'm sorry i'm not perfect um psych let me just say psych we're all perfect in our own ways and i'm not talking in societal standards i'm saying 
as uh, the beautiful beings of consciousness and light that we are, we are perfect, okay? Leave the, leave the ego out, leave the, the human mind, the, the instincts, the, leave all that out, alright, alright, that's not who I am, okay? Anyway, moral of the story, I have been, uh, realizing that, you know, I have these great friendships, I have, um, my friendship with Brianna, my friendship with my friend Amira, my friendship with my friend Abigail, I have other friends, but those are, like, my main, my main gal friends, you know, um, and over, like, the past couple weeks, I've been spending more time with them, uh, not so much Amira, because, because she's away at college, um, but in general, just the, the conversations, the healthiness, like, we've all been going through these changes together, which is very, it's interesting. So like me and my, my three gal friends, we all went through like breakups with our toxic boyfriends, like these toxic relationships. Okay. Super toxic, super unhealthy ones that lasted for years. We all got free around the same time. We all like ended those relationships or like had a breakup or whatever around the same time. And a lot of my friends are finding finding new guys. In fact, two of them already have new boyfriends. And that's amazing. They seem like great, healthy guys. You know, I'm happy for them. Me personally, I I don't think I'm ready for a re- relationship right now. I'm I'm trying to let go of you know past trauma, I'm trying to forget and be able to move on. But realistically speaking, when I'm faced with with a situation where it could turn into a relationship. I I tend to get scared. I get cold feet, and then it's like I don't even want to try because I'm worried about stuff happening. Um, And and I understand. Don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. I know. I know it in my head. I know. But I don't want to force myself into one of those situations if I'm not ready. Because if I just... If the fear is there, and I'm, I'm just like experiencing it but I tell myself to try to date this person anyway it'll probably end up hurting us both because one day I'm gonna realize this was a big mistake I don't have any feelings because I'm just afraid and then I'm gonna break their heart and I'm gonna be sad I'm gonna be sad (laughs) and honestly I have kind of a bad habit of doing that I always think you know maybe maybe it's time to try again maybe it's my chance maybe I could go on a date with this person do this out or the other but then the second things become real, I, you know, I shy away. Um, you know, you've probably heard this stuff in some of my other episodes. I think I've talked about it. But lately, I've just been good. I I haven't had any relationship-type things. But there have been some, I guess, interests here, here, here and there. But those interests just further showed me that, like, I'm good. And I can handle myself. If I'm afraid or uncomfortable, I'll take myself out. I'll take myself out of the out of the situation, out of whatever it is. Um, and if things are going well, then I'll just enjoy how, how well they're going, you know? So there's that. Um, I've been reading more. Uh, I've been, like, paying attention to my classes and really seeing the parallels between them, even though they're not related. I've been getting to do things that I've been procrastinating on so much, like 
Um, for example, emailing my teacher back. Okay, this isn't my teacher now. It's actually my high school English teacher. I wrote her a long email in June of 2020. Okay, this was forever ago. And she responded to me in June. And then she said, please stay in touch. You know, we're all going through COVID. We're going through our struggles. And and so I think it was nice for us to really, like, you know, get back in touch since high school. Because, you know, I'm, I'm in my sophomore year of college now. It was It was good for us to be in touch. And after I read that email, it was at a point where I didn't have the time to really send her a thorough, thought-out response. And so I put it off. And every time I would remember to email her, it just happened to be the times that I was driving or in the middle of a class or at work and I was too busy to do it. And finally, finally, I sat down, I wrote out this long, like good, thorough, thought out email for her. And I'm so glad I did that. It sounds so simple, but it's a major accomplishment for me. It's something I literally, (laughs) it's March now, guys. This was June of last year. The fact it has taken me this long, like, but I did it. And I'm proud of myself. And you know what? I wanted to start microdosing and I did it. And I'm proud of myself. I'm, I'm really focusing on my classes, something that I really do put off. And I'm proud of myself for that. I've been buying new clothes and dressing the way I like to dress, and I've stopped worrying about what other people think of me. I mean, I'll put on all types of mix-match patterns and textures and colors, and I'll look in the mirror, and I see the inside on the outside, if that makes sense. Like, when, when I see those colors, the patterns, the textures, the 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 cozy like sweater and and uh the colorful scrub top or the random dress with lots of random colors when i see that i'm like this is how i feel inside i feel colorful i feel cozy you know i feel good i feel warm i feel happy i feel bright and dressing that way i feel like me I don't feel like I'm dressing to impress anybody. I don't feel like I'm, I'm wearing some sort, sort of style that is, that is like fit or stylish or impressive. I, I'm living for me, you know? And, and when I've been making art lately, I'm not doing it because I like, I need to be really good at it or because I need to um, have this perfect realistic painting. When I'm doing art, I'm like no expectations. I'm putting myself out there on a piece of paper or on a canvas or whatever and how it turns out is how it turns out and I love that I'm not wearing makeup I I never really used to a whole lot but I'm for sure wearing it less than than I have in certain periods of my life and I just don't care (laughs) I've been letting go of so many concrete beliefs which has been just utterly amazing for me like when you really step back I know I've talked about this in other episodes I think I talked about it in um in an episode with Amira I think um the idea that all of these standards and judgments that we have they're they're taught to us and and we learn it from society the reason I can't wear pajamas to work isn't because I couldn't work in pajamas I absolutely could 
I absolutely could do my job in pajamas and I would love it. But the reason there is such a thing as professional clothing is because other people decided what is considered professional. And now we have to fit those standards. We are taught what is professional and what isn't. And we just, we take that as what it is. Same thing with what I was saying with art. You know, you could put a bunch of random scribbles on a piece of paper or you could, you could do the Mona Lisa, okay? And society would look at those two and compare them and say, obviously, the Mona Lisa is so much better. Better. Put better in quotations, okay? I'll get back to that. Um, but why? Why is it better? Is, it, is that their true opinion? Let me ask you if you ask the same thing to a little child, a little itty-bitty child. They might prefer the scribbles. Because that child isn't thinking about what society thinks is good. That child's just like, what do I like? And that child might like the scribbles. That child might like the Mona Lisa. But that's coming from them. And it's not coming from society. Okay? We can talk about music the same way. We learn how to play certain chords, how to play certain strings, how to play certain songs and rhythms. And then when you can't do that, well... I guess you're not playing good enough. You know, uh, so many people strive to get better. Again, better in quotations. Um, we do this because we have learned what is good and what is bad from everyone else around us. And we have, we have fully neglected what we care about, what we appreciate. And, and if you take away all of the standards that we have been taught, all of the things we use to judge other things, if you could remove that from yourself, you could find the joy, the love, the beauty, and the peace in anything and everything. You could pick up a random piece of trash on the sidewalk and look at it and, and just experience it experience observe it see the colors in it the crinkles the way that the the sunlight shines off of it remember we're outside and we found it on the sidewalk right okay okay (laughs) there is so much freedom when you let go of all of these structures and attachments and standards that we have had ingrained in us growing up And it can be a funky thing to address when you start to realize that everything you have known as reality is uh, absolutely not reality. It's just what other people have created for you from the past and and what people created for them in the past and and so on and so on. Everything that has happened has led up to today. And things have built and built and built and uh, the way society is, is structured, the way we mingle, the way we converse... I always want to say conversate, but the, the way we converse, like, that's what's built all of these things, and it, we shouldn't be mad at it. It's not that we need to, to blame the people before us, like, wow, you really screwed us over by making this, that, or the other. Ultimately, I'm here now. I can't do anything about the past. I'm here right now. And what I can do here right now is break down those structures i can recognize the difference i can i can tell what is like uh, 
<laughs> in societal norms, I can tell what is what is good and bad in like music or or in art or in dancing or whatever. I I can tell you from society's perspective or you know, the society I'm exposed to or majority of the people I'm exposed to what would be good or bad. I can tell you that. It's not that I'm just like totally breaking it away and getting rid of it altogether. But when it comes to my personal life and the way I view things, I'm taking it away. It's all gone now. And the thing is, I can pick up, I can pick up a guitar, and I can strum and strum and strum. I can push down random, random strings and play at different frets and do whatever. And it might sound like absolute trash to the rest of society, but newsflash, I'm still playing the guitar. It's an instrument. I'm still playing it. And if I like what I'm doing, if I like how it feels, even if it's not a specific song or any fancy technique, I'm still doing it. I'm still experiencing that. And that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. Ultimately, anyone else's judgments on you is just a projection of themselves. When we look at other people, as it is said in the book, The Four Agreements, you're looking in a mirror with fog in between. Anytime we have any reaction to any person, anytime we say any, any mean thing or have any judgment, that's coming from us. It's coming from our own issues. Like, if I look at someone, I call them ugly. It's not because they're ugly. It's because I think they're ugly. And odds are I'm only calling them that because maybe I'm insecure. Or maybe I need to find something to put down about them to make myself feel bigger. That is the only reason. Anyway, sorry. I just went on like a whole rant. But that's what I've been practicing lately. Being present. Um, taking down these structures that I have adapted as my own. And you know, just enjoying life, going with what comes, taking the universe as it is, like, and it's been so good. One big thing I'm proud of is I wrote a poem, and the poem was meant to be kind of a letter to a family member who I I have a lot of past trauma with. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to dance around this because I wouldn't want any of my family members listening and like knowing who I'm talking about, getting upset, you know. Um, it sucks because I, I feel like it's like my story to tell because it's my life and it's things that happen to me, but because it involves other people, you know, I can't really tell you guys. But this person doesn't really understand the impact they've had on my life. They have no idea how bad things were. They they can't even honestly remember half the stuff, unfortunately. And so in this poem, from beginning of my life to where I am now, I wrote out the majority of the big things that caused me trauma in my relationship with this person, with this family member. And my my purpose was just to explain it. Even though I'm never going to let them read this poem, I just, I wanted to write it out. I wanted to put in all the details and really have it in a written format so I could understand, like, how all of these things go together, how they have built on top of each other. 
And through trying to figure out how to make certain things rhyme, figure out what I specifically want to say, I've had to analyze my own experiences. I've had to go back to those times, to the ages of three, four, and five, and all the way up. I've had to go back to that time in my mind and and address it and evaluate it and write it out. And that was so therapeutic for me. And you know what? It took a turn I never expected it to take. Like I said, my purpose was just to explain it, just to have it, just to talk about the trauma. And then at the end, I took a turn and I I decided I'm breaking the chains. I'm breaking the strings that connect me to this trauma. It's hard to us, it's it's hard for us to admit that we have an attachment to our trauma. It might not be a fun attachment. It might it might be filled with pain and suffering. It, it might not be, you know, on purpose. It could be subconscious. But in a way, it's comforting to hold on to these things. In a way, we kind of, we feel we have to, to protect ourselves from future things. We need to keep that trauma, keep those connections. But I decide at the end of this poem, I'm letting go. My past trauma doesn't define me. My past doesn't define me. All that matters is that I, I'm here now. I am in this moment and I will never ever not be in this moment, you know? You know, give it two days and in two days I will be in that moment that present moment in two days. You understand what I'm saying? It's amazing how things have taken a turn for me. I read that poem to my therapist and she cried. She said she was proud of me and and I, I was proud of me. I felt the relief rush off of me as I was reading her this poem, because I was going through, there's, you know, the buildup, the whole storyline of all the trauma, all the things that have led up to where I am today. I, I had that big buildup. And then at the end, I said, I'm letting it go. I have addressed it. I have recognized it. I see this trauma. I understand it happened. And I'm no longer going to reject it. I am no longer going to hate myself for whatever happened or hate the person for whatever they caused me. I'm, I'm letting go. And I felt the relief at the end of that poem, like this, this weight just, just melted away. This heavy burden that I was bearing, this, this, ball and chains that I was carrying I let them go and that's not to say I'm not going to experience you know further triggers because you know they might happen but I have this poem as a constant reminder and I can read the lines anytime I want to to feel that same relief and eventually I won't have to anymore eventually it'll become strong It'll become this concrete thing that is understood that 
that those, the past me is not the me now, you know? The me now is here now. Anyway, so I got that out of the way. I'm trying to see if there's anything else I have to update you guys with. Um, It's been 35 minutes, so I feel like that's, you know, a pretty good episode length. But I'm trying to figure out what I might be missing. So I wrote my poem. I worked on, like, you know, all my life stuff. I've been in a really good place. I'm reading more. Yeah. Is there anything else? I don't know. I don't think so. And I'm not going to worry about it trying to figure out what else I could add because this podcast episode is perfect just the way it is. Anyway, guys, I'm going to say that is all for today. I hopefully will be making another one soon. I might not have much to update you guys on because things seem to be going well, but I'm going on vacation soon, so maybe I'll... I'll make one then, or if any, you know, life events happen, or I'm, I'm with a friend, maybe I'll record one then, um, but as for now, thank you so, so much for going slow with the Wigglies, with me, your host, Rachel Batson, I, I hope you guys have an amazing day.